0: Hello and welcome to the Emerald Games cast episode not number 10. This is our episode as Alex calls it E3 spooktacular. Extra Scary. <laughs> Extra scary. We're here today to talk about the E3 conference. With me is I'm Alex and Andrea, if you'd let me talk. I'm losing my touch, guys. I'm just there's just too much going on in my brain about this E3. You had a touch? E3 You're off the show. <laughs> We're, You're fired. Don't there's insult so many me many video disrespect games. Me.
1: Okay. This was the week of, as every, and as every person on stage said, video games for video gamers. And gaming is for gamers, because video gamers games- Gamers play video games. They, gaming brings us together We're looking video at games. the
0: future of advancing the medium of play through innovative revenue streams and new horizons. And games and video games.
2: Last year was the year of TV and multimedia, but this year is about games. That's
0: right. Okay, let's talk about games. So like <laughs> like legitimately, with no... Legitimately, like not joking about talking about games, but we're going to talk about games, starting with the Nintendo press conference. Yeah, so
1: we're not doing these in order they came out. We're doing them in terms of relative importance and what
0: we have to say about them. Yeah, we had a problem last episode where we like ran out of time to talk about all the good things because we focused on stuff too much, so... Yeah, what Alex said.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about the ones that actually matter, like Super Smash Brothers. Yes, uh, specifically, I'd like to, I'd like to announce
1: something really
0: quick. If okay. that's okay. Yes.
1: Banjo Kazooie is coming to Smash Brothers. He's here.
0: The He's bear here. is finally in Smash. He broke his microphone home. the first time. Okay, so <laughs> I was really excited.
2: He was like one. And of can you blame me? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't blame you. I can't blame
0: you. Yeah. We talked last week about what characters we wanted on Smash, and if you listen, you'll remember Alex did say Banjo was his number 1 pick. I did. I think Banjo mm-hmm. belongs in Smash more than almost any other character I can think of. I- I'm
2: right. not going to say he doesn't deserve to be in there. It's just not something I'm personally that excited for, but like I totally get the hype. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
1: I mean, like I feel the same way about Dragon Quest.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right? Like Dragon Quest is super oh, important. Oh, yeah, by the way, Dragon Quest is in Smash.
1: Oh, yeah, but
0: I'm really hyped about that. Like yes. that's way up my alley. But talk about Banjo more.
1: Uh, so for those of you that aren't in the know, Banjo-Kazooie was a franchise that started out on the Nintendo 64. Mm. Uh, a British company called Rareware, or Rare as people called them, developed it. And then towards the end of the N64, like right at the, the like end of the, or the beginning of the GameCube, I believe, they got bought out by uh, Microsoft. Yes, by Microsoft. Um, so that meant that Banjo-Kazooie was now no longer, the, they were hoping that they would get bought out by Nintendo. But instead, they ended up getting bought out by Microsoft. So all of their IPs went towards them, and everyone said, oh, there's no chance in Banjo and we ever coming to Smash, because they're owned by a completely different a competitor.
0: So now that he's here, um, the Smash Bros. series has always kind of historically brought characters that were n- not obscure, but more obscure into the limelight, and then typically leads to some kind of new announcement. So I think that this is going to either lead to like a Banjo collection on Switch, or... As Alex brought up on the way here, something I hadn't even thought about, the idea of a new Banjo game launching with the Xbox Scarlet.
1: Yep, that's what I think is going to happen, because that is valid. that would get me interested in buying an Xbox. I mean, Phil
0: Spencer's not a dumb man, and Microsoft's been doing really well at getting me interested in them lately, which is surprising, because I haven't even looked at them twice since, like... 2013 and they're on the ball now I mean they really came out swinging we'll talk about them more next but I would be all over that
1: yes and that's I think what's also significant about Mancho is he's one of three characters that were supposed to be or were rumored to be the director of Smash Bros Masahiro Sakurai had directly stated there was some involvement with them being in Melee Sonic the Hedgehog Banjo-Kazooie and uh James Bond.
3: Yeah, Golden. no, James yeah, Bond yep, was James from Bond the
1: uh, N64 wanted. one. Yes. He was one yep. of the original pitches. He did end up shooting down James Bond for a variety of reasons, gun. which makes sense gun, um, IP, another IP. Now,
0: none of that, all of that's invalidated by the time Ultimate rolls around. And, yeah. I mean, he still comes from a movie. You also, know? worth noting that at the time, James Bond was part of another very popular, rare game, which was GoldenEye, yes, yes, which makes this another rare property at one some of the,
1: point. Probably one of the four founders of the console first-person shooter.
0: Like, I, you just invented a word. I love it. Four oh, founders. Four founders. Yes. Four
1: founders. The, Our four founders before us.
0: All right, let's talk about Dragon Quest in Smash, because I know you guys don't care about this, but- It's not that I don't care. I like, just don't have as much of a connection. What I
2: wanted, I knew when they were going to release a I there was tons of rumors and tons of leaks for a long while that one of the DLC fighters would be from Square, yeah. and I knew Sorta. that yeah I knew that it wouldn't be a final fantasy character because we already got we mm-hmm. already got cloud. Mm-hmm. So the logical conclusion is oh it's going to be a dragon quest boy. I really right. wanted a slime. But the fact that slimes are in all of the Dragon Quest characters' taunts yeah, is enough yeah. for me. Like Morgana. Yeah, yeah.
0: The... Well, I think this is, is is a really cool choice. And, I mean, Dragon Quest is, is maybe the most important RPG franchise in Japan. I mean, it, it's easy not to know that over here because it never really caught on in the West. But if you go to, like, the Square Enix campus in Shinjuku, they have, like, a slime-shaped building. They sell stuff in there. They have Dragon Quest cafes. I mean, the music from Dragon Quest is, like so popular, it might as well be a default ringtone in that country. It's it's a big deal, and the fact that Smash has slept on it for this long, actually, to me, is pretty surprising. I would have, if I could have, you know, my 2020 hindsight says I'm surprised this didn't happen all the way back in Melee. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course, they didn't start pulling in a lot of third-party stuff until Brawl and even mm-hmm. Smash 4, mm-hmm. so and it's even then, the a perfect lot choice, of the, IMO. A lot of the first-party acquisitions in Brawl were because one,
1: uh, Kojima begged Sakurai to yeah. let Snake be in the game, and then Sega changed their minds. And was like, okay, you can have Sonic, so they pushed it. Oh,
0: and back. it's not just Dragon Quest, the uh, hero from eleven. It's uh, from three, five, eight, and eleven. You can swap out by skins because really, Dragon Quest—they're always just guys with cool <laughs> hair and swords. Yeah, yeah. So they don't really have to worry about that. But these yet. are all the the fan favorite games too, right? Right, right, right.
2: So I was actually talking about this with a friend yesterday, and they expressed their disappointment about how uh, it's another sword user. And I had an idea about and an anime one. Yeah, but I had kind of an idea as to why I think Sakurai is so okay with adding in sword wielders while not adding in any other sort of weapon and i want to know your guys's opinion on it I, I think it's just due to the fact that in children's media if a person is going to wield a weapon they're generally going to wield a sword we've been so desensitized to the like notion that swords you know hack and slash people uh, like they just kind
0: of feel like wiffle ball bats yeah they're very non-threatening exactly days.
2: now mm-hmm. imagine a character coming in with like a trident like, you have to imagine how that would affect someone else's body when sure. stabbed into it. Like, I think it's just a lot more visceral thing, even if, from a logical standpoint, trident's no more uh, violent than a sword. Very good point. I think it's also partially
1: because we have so much information about swords. Exactly, yeah. Like, there are already a bunch of sword fighters. Swords are very popular in fiction. If you bring in someone with a trident, that's going to be a weird, hard new thing to animate.
2: That, that would not be a hard thing to animate. You
1: don't think so? I don't think so. You no, wouldn't have no. nearly as much reference for trident
0: usage as you do sword usage. Okay, let's move on there to there the rest of plenty. Nintendo real quick because we got a lot to cover here. Yes. Um Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion, mansion 3. Three. Jinx, you owe me a a gooigi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luigi's goo now. Well, Nintendo Luigi has it. taken <laughs> our mansion, spat it back at us, and the result is goo Luigi. He has and a they slam actually
0: friend. called him gooigi. is a real gooigi now. He's
1: like a gameplay mechanic.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. So Luigi's Mansion Three. This is. Pretty exciting to me. It's in a hotel now.
2: I wasn't expecting to be so excited over a new Luigi's Mansion game, but this one actually looks pretty
0: good. I really like a lot of, like, the way they're using physics in the gameplay. The way it showed him using the plunger to pull down doors and and break things and, like, the effects on how those broke apart and spilled across the floor. Yeah. It very much tickled that part of my brain that wants to see GameCube mm -hmm. classics in, like, like, modern engines, you know? Yeah. It just feels good.
2: It it reminds me a whole lot of... uh, Remember in Sunshine, that one area... That was a haunted hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's just like, okay, we're going there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, multiplayer looks fun. That seems like a
1: really neat idea I would never have ever thought of to bring into this game. I love all the off-brand Luigis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll, I'll say I don't think it looks quite as good as like, Luigi's Mansion mentioned one was so unique and so off-brand for Nintendo that it is one of my favorite memories from the period. And this game looks like it could be pretty good. I don't see it surpassing the first, but who knows till it comes out. You know, I'm, it's, I'm there. Sure, yeah. It still
2: looks pretty weird, and yeah. that's enough for me.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about Link's Awakening? Not a lot of new info, I'm, but it's there.
2: I'm excited for it.
1: I'm very interested in it. I actually like the art style. and a lot of people were... I wasn't too keen on it, but it grew on me. But it seems like a fun game. This is a fan favorite I never played, um, so I'm definitely excited to see more. Uh, Link's
2: Awakening, I love it. I'm hyped for the reboot. Re remaster reimagining remake? reimagining I,
0: I would call it a remake i don't think it's quite a remaster because i feel like a remaster remake the line is depending on like yeah, if totally. you're updating the assets or remaking them and this is like a whole new art style yeah so there was okay, a really
1: yeah. cool thing they revealed in the direct too where you could like you collected pieces of a dungeon and you had to like put them together like a yeah. puzzle to make your own dungeon that seemed interesting You're like
0: creating your own loot runs yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yep that that looks really cool Alright, let's start uh, with the big boy. No, you hit me up with a the remake.
0: really good shit from Nintendo, Andy. The <sighs> real big one. Animal Crossing. It's here. It's finally here.
2: My an- I can finally go home to my animal friends. Just kidding. You're getting stranded on a desert animal island. Animal Crossing
0: the beach episode.
2: <laughs> animal Crossing the beach episode? I like that. So, yeah, I, I have been wanting Animal Crossing news for a while. I am among many people. But, uh, what they showed, the game looks very early in development still, and ew, goodness, it shows. But, it's a pretty interesting concept. They've basically taken the ne- next logical step, whereas in like the first few games, you were a villager. In New Leaf, you became the mayor. And in this one, you are being stranded on a desert island thanks to Tom Nook, and you are now
0: basically the founder of your town. It's a cool evolution going yeah. from affecting the town's growth as the mayor to completely yeah, driving literally it as, making as, like, the, the, the creator. Town, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's an awesome idea. The fact that you can finally place objects outside is a huge yes. addition. That's very yes.
0: exciting to me, yeah. Outdoor furniture, I really want to make my little beach campsite, you know? Crafting
2: is an interesting thing. Uh, Originally, I was, like, pretty anti-crafting. I was like, oh, God, does everything need a crafting system? But as I uh, watched the footage again, it kind of grew on me because a big part of it is that you don't have, like, this recipe book that you go in and look for all your recipes, which is my big issue with crafting systems because they usually just feel like a list of chores, Whereas in this one, it's like, hey, I caught this bug, I'm fishing, I'm chopping down a tree, I'm doing the stuff I would normally do. And then you're like, hey, wait, then your character is like, hey, wait, I've got an idea for a recipe. And then it shows up. So the, the fact that your actions come first, the crafting comes second. And I think that's a major change, which would make the crafting feel a lot better. I was really worried due to the inventory size not being raised. As if any of you played Animal Crossing, you know the inventory is tiny. It is, though. Yes. Know, it's, it's, uh,
0: it's 20 slots now instead of uh, 16, right? Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. notice yeah. the
2: extra four. But that's a good addition. I did notice wood finally stacks.
0: Well, it looks like all basic materials now stashed. Yeah. And also that clothing has its own separate inventory slot, which means that you're not going to be cluttered with like, you're not going to have to do that thing that I always do where I, yep. I, I pick nine peaches and then I individually drag them all into one basket and then pick nine more and drag them all again and mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. trash you have to put up with in New Leaf.
2: Yeah, just streamlining that whole process in a way that doesn't, you know make it yeah. too easy, I like... I so will say
1: I'm a little concerned about the, the map size. I know it's early in development, and we only saw, like,
0: an E3 demo being played. Yeah,
1: it's very small. It seemed pretty small, so I don't know if there's, like, an archipelago, like, you can go to different um, islands so or... So in
0: the uh, treehouse section, um, they did not show this explicitly, but on the mini-map, some people noted that there is a little icon of a plane in the bottom corner, uh-huh. which may indicate there's, like, an airstrip you can fly to, like, a like a mainland city. That's what I'm hoping for, personally even if that plane isn't just for a mainland
2: city or anything like that, I, I legitimately believe that they're going to raise the size of the island. I, I think yeah, that's yeah, entirely... Yeah. I would certainly hope so because it in seemed development really small. Thing. Well, there's yeah. a lot of
0: things that we don't know. I mean, like, Tom Nook mentions airfare in the beginning. And yeah. so you get an, an air miles program. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miles. feel like since there's Nook Miles, I feel like you can spend time upgrading your airstrip and maybe unlocking new places to fly to. This is sort of a pipe dream of mine, but it'd be really cool if yeah. they included many of the previous Animal Crossing biomes for you to be able to visit maybe like tortimer has a little vacation home somewhere you can fly out and go see him at mm-hmm. maybe like red has like a traveling boat that only comes to your shore every once in a while with some rare art you know and yeah. that's definitely seems like something yeah. that would happen
2: one uh, thing that did kind of worry me a little bit
0: which i'm not like concerned yet
2: it's just something yeah. that i'm going to be looking out for in future updates in this game Is One of the most important things about Animal Crossing to me is that no matter when you play it, it always feels appropriate to, like, your actual environment on Earth. Because uh, one of the most important things is the game is entirely in real time. Seasons change. Villagers' clothing changes with it. You know, like, Isabelle will be wearing, like, a sweater in winter and stuff like that. It Mm -hmm. just feels right. It's cute. And Mm -hmm. it's nice. They said they're going to do that again. Obviously, it wouldn't be Animal Crossing without it. Mm -hmm. But... There's just something so specific about the theming of you're on a vacation, going to a deserted island, yes. and you're in a tent. I
1: definitely thought about this, too. But yeah. you don't have to stay in the tent. You, you don't you have to, to stay in the tent. That. But yeah.
2: like, what if you started this game in winter?
0: You know, that would just feel weird, wouldn't it? That's true. But I see where you're coming from. They did show snow. So we know that seasons change, that they well, have of, all the of biomes. Of course, of course. It's but I know what weird. you mean, that if you played the intro, like the introductory chapter of the game, when it launches in March, when it's a little bit hot, it's going to feel really good. But you're saying if you played it in January, where you land on the island and it's already full of snow, it would be kind of weird. I
2: mean, people go to vacations in Reykjavik, but like, even then, this, this is weird. It would be really weird to uh, just show up, hey, I'm going to be in a tent, you know? Yeah, I'm not yeah. an Antarctic an
0: explorer. I want to talk about the way that they said in the Treehouse demo that the things that Tom Nook offers to you is, to, is like, dependent on the way you choose to live your lifestyle. Have you guys exactly, heard about that? Exactly, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about this. So, like, they said this thing that one of the developers said, if you want to live, like, an outdoorsy life, Tom Nook would say they really like, you know, putting up their campfire and sitting outside with their tent and going on hikes and stuff. It would be weird if someone who lived as a hermit in the mountains had a convenience store open up next to them. So Tom Nook will adapt the upgrade path based on the lifestyle you choose. That's really neat. I like that. Mm -hmm.
2: Half of me is saying, okay, that's really cool. The other half of me is saying, is this a cop-out? Because I think there's another way you can look at it. Instead of it being like, oh, Tom Nook won't bring a convenience store because you're a hermit living there. You wouldn't want that. I think it might just be... Oh, you haven't upgraded your camp yet? Huh. Yeah, progression. You haven't uh, that's, unlocked that's the convenience I mean, store yet. We,
0: there's no way to know how complicated the system exactly. is. Exactly. If it
2: actually is a tree and you get something for doing the outdoorsy lifestyle, awesome. It, it,
0: it'd be cool if that was invisible too, like an yes, invisible tree. Yeah. But I'm going to upgrade the hell out of everything because they said that Isabel doesn't come unless you choose the more urban version. Yes. So I want mm-hmm. Isabel in my town. and I'm not going to sit in my tent. You know exactly. I, mean, I I need her. I need I need my dog. Friend. I need my dog.
2: Mayor, I
1: swam 3 days to make it to the island. <laughs> All right. Nintendo She would she Nintendo would do that. is
0: obviously going to be like the one we talk about the most, but we sh- still should move on. You so. want to tone it
2: down to
1: something
0: significantly
2: less exciting than go. Oh god. Well, I was so excited to talk about this. Okay, so I was watching uh, the Nintendo Treehouse and I saw that like this trailer started for this over the top Shooty gun game with a big meathead protagonist. One of the other characters is a panda, I guess. Cool. It's got oh, guns. Yeah. It's so zany. It's quirky. so quirky. Oh my goodness. There's an alien who's a gentleman and speaks with a British accent. Oh my god. That's so quirky. It's so funny. Doesn't it look
1: beautiful too? It
2: looks so bad. Oh, what it's is it, awful. Andy? You know, you know I, I was thinking, oh, this is just some like no name indie dev who like was you know, probably working on licensed games for forever and finally got their own IP and they're like, hey, we want to make this weird zany game to stand out. But instead it just went full circle and it's so quirky that it's not original anymore. Oh my God, that's the new Contra
0: game? Yeah, that's that's Contra. And it's got weird like character classes now and it's not a side scroller. And it's, it's a, gross. It looks gross. Uh, it doesn't look fun to play. It's got it double looks, dragon neon yeah. humor. Yeah. Uh, Konami.
2: Just, this
1: is really sad, too, because I, I, I love Contra. Yeah. No, not only does I love Contra, but like Konami as a whole has been like not like they left games and now they're coming
0: back. And this is their big resurgence. Well, I mean, the last thing they did on their own was put zombies in Metal Gear. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's not really that surprising.
1: But, like, they could have made this game, and had it be, like, a side-scroller, and it would have made more sense, well, right?
0: Also, like, a, like a didn't franchise they, like Metal Gear is really this? difficult to emulate, but Contra's not. It's really, really easy to do. Well, like, you, I mean, it's not easy on. to develop, yeah. but it's really easy to say, what are the core tenets of Contra? Exactly, It's yeah. a side-scroller with an Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff and some aliens to shoot. It's all you got to do. You don't, you don't have to worry about, like, Guns theming. Guns, shoot,
2: make it really difficult,
0: make sure you have really solid levels But, design. so, what if we put in a panda?
1: Well, if you explain it like that, then it seems like this is a natural evolution. The only problem is it looks awful. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, well, it, it's the all graphics the graphics. It right. looks like
1: a 3DS game, and I wonder if that's what it was at one point. Just something about it looks very, very, like it's
0: struggling to run on the Switch. How about, how about something, to, unless you have something else to say. I have no. something more good. to say. No, this game yeah. looks awful. I just want to be able to talk about other things, but Nintendo, okay, we have a couple things left in Nintendo, though. I'm just going to say really quick the things we're not going to mention here. Panzer Dragoon, because that's real. A new Mario and Sonic game. you guys have much to say about Cadence of Hyrule?
2: Okay, I I definitely wanted to talk about it for just a short bit because I've got a tiny spiel about it, about how much I love it. Okay. So I went to the PAX where Crypt of the Necrodancer was announced. This whole new company just formed together of a bunch of friends. And they release an incredibly original, really well-made game that was just all around really solid. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's a dungeon crawler where everything is done to a beat. Yeah. So it's like a dungeon crawling rhythm game and it just feels so right. The music's stellar. The fact that this random group of people managed to band together, deliver a solid game and are now making a spinoff to one of the most influential game series of all time is just kind of beautiful. That's yeah. super cool. Like, Nintendo gave one of their biggest IPs
1: to an indie team. The only
0: other time I can think of this, like, a similar arc is the Shovel Knight guys from Yacht Club giving yeah. this trophy and, a, and an Amiibo. Like, it's really cool to see Nintendo giving, giving some credit to these people. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that's all I need to say about it. The game looks incredibly yeah. solid. It's just Crypt of the Necrodancer, but it's Zelda. I'm there.
0: With new remixes, a lot of them. Yeah. I love that. Guys, tell me a little bit about Pokemon, if there's anything new that wasn't there from last time we talked about Pokemon.
1: There is one new development that we found out during the, the treehouse. Yeah, it did great. Okay. You want to talk about it, Andrea, or should uh, I? We,
2: we can split this. All right. So the big gist of it is uh, it's been announced that you're not going to be able to transfer Pokemon from previous games to Pokemon Sword and Shield if they aren't in the Galar Pokedex. Basically, fuck that. I
1: understand. Like, a lot of these need to be retextured. So I would I would understand more if they had to, like, roll them out. But they just flat out said, no, we're not going to have exactly. them be in the
2: If they game. just said, those won't be there at launch... I'm totally fine with that. I
0: totally understand why, like... Well, maybe, like, Pokemon Extra Pointy Sharp Sword and Pokemon Extra Super Thick Boy Shield will have them. Then I'll just wait for that, Yeah, you know? But, like... It's really disappointing and really weird
1: um, that they chose to do this. During the Direct, they didn't even, like, try to, like, wrap it up with something cool. They just straight up said, like, no, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Yeah.
2: Originally, I was just like, oh, that's fine, when I heard the news, because I thought they were talking about how you wouldn't be able to catch every Pokemon in Galar, which I think... Oh, right. No, it, that's fine. It, I think that's totally fine that you shouldn't be able to catch literally every single Pokemon in every region. Because, right. like, you know, it'd be weird if tigers and stuff were in America. That would make African tigers seem a lot less cool. You mean you mean England? You know, I, I there was... There aren't tigers in Africa. What are you going on about tigers? No, I was talking about how, like, we have been... We still see those animals as exotic because we are not constantly exposed to them. In the oh, universe of Pokemon, if you saw, like, the same Pokemon everywhere you went, the the regions would oh. have no variants whatsoever they would have no personality i completely understand that yeah but the fact that it's not just hey you can't catch them it's hey you can't put them in our game yeah that's that's a hard no
1: do we want to move on to the last part we do that's all we really have to talk about uh, that disappointment yeah yeah. i know what the like final thing they dropped was alex so the big surprise reveal was that we know nothing about other than the fact that it's in development right now It is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. There was a really, they played like really spooky reversed music. We saw it like Ganondorf's mummified corpse.
0: Yep.
2: It was rad. Yeah, yeah. This is
0: looking like the first time since the N64 they've taken a, well, I take it back because of Spirit Tracks and and the Metal Glass, but one of the first times they've done a game where it's a sequel to a Zelda game that uses the same assets, which has worked really well in the past, because that means they can make it faster and they can make it more experimental. Like... There's totally. way less risk in doing this. Personally, I want more narrative focus, more puzzle focus, more dungeon focus, and maybe something slightly smaller to be able to feel a bit more structured. Yeah, I, I don't, that's just me. I don't really want shrines.
2: Uh, the shrines. I would
0: I would prefer a more traditional I, progression. A yeah,
1: handful I, of bigger dungeons would be nicer Exactly. Than a million shrines. I, you can get
2: rid of shrines at all, like yeah. entirely. And shrines I've, made perfect sense yeah, for Breath They, of the they Wild, totally though. did. Yeah. They encouraged uh, just constantly going around everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it's an explorative game. Throwing shrines everywhere, I get it. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I will say one really interesting thing that we found out. Well, sort of. Uh,
1: Jason Schreier, our our favorite boy, uh, when interviewed uh, uh, Anuma, Akachi, Anuma, I believe his name is? Aonuma, yeah. Aonuma, um, the director of the Zelda franchise, and asked them if Zelda would be playable. And he refused to answer that question. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Oh my god, yeah. please. Oh my god please. I would that'd be amazing. Which is her new design. Like the short hair with the oh, braids. It's so is, good. Ah, it's good. It's So good. Should All we right. talk about I need that. Should we okay?
1: Do we want to talk about the the big boy on this list? We do.
0: Okay. So the other conference that um let me let me back up a little bit. One of the interesting things about E3 this year compared to other years is that Sony did not make a showing. Now Usually for me, Sony and Nintendo have the two best shows. Absolutely, I think that almost nobody really knows how to compete with them. Um, with the absence of Sony, the other you know corner of the big three triangle, Microsoft actually really stepped up this year to fill that void. They did good a, last year too, I think. But. Oh yeah, but this year they came out with a two-hour conference, or what, was it like? You know, it was around that. It was long. It was yeah. long. They had a really big show this year, and I think they did a great job filling that gap. With Too much a lot stuff of cool for stuff. us to talk about, but... But we can run through some really quick and yeah, just some, talk about some of the announcements. some weird ones. The yeah. exciting yeah. things that we want to
1: talk about, we have on a list, and we have them highlighted, so we'll I probably focus want, I on I want to
0: say out of the gate that this concert was hype as hell for me. I can't remember the last time that I yelled so loud because because CD Projekt Red came out on Twitter like a week or two before E3, and they specifically, with absolution, said they will not be showing Cyberpunk 2077 at E3. And then the Microsoft conference, we're 10 minutes in, and goddamn, I'm watching a new Cyberpunk trailer. And that was a really <laughs> big deal for me. No, yeah. And it was what an amazing trailer. It. And oh my God. When, when Keanu Reeves came out on stage, Oh my! You probably could have heard me and Alex yelling in like around <laughs> all of yeah, Oregon. Yeah, I live on the other side of town. I heard it. It you was like, really what traumatizing. Was
1: what was hysterical was there was a French news article that leaked that... Miyamoto oh, was going to be at yeah, the they Microsoft conference. Miyamoto was yeah, going to be at the yeah. Microsoft conference. And when Keanu Reeves stepped out, they said, like, well, they look similar. We, oh, miss, we, like, actually we mixed this, them up. Yeah, we, we didn't recognize him. He just
0: looked nothing like Miyamoto.
1: <laughs> yeah. For all of the issues that I
0: have with Cyberpunk 2077 and all of my concerns... I'm still pretty excited. Oh, my game. God. Yeah, I, this same. is the most excited I've been for a game since MGS 5, and that one burned me. But this one doesn't look like it will. Yeah. Because I just finished playing The that, Witcher 3. and that's, that's very
2: dangerous talk.
0: Well, we can talk about MGS 5 a different day. I'm just, but that's, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about that game. I think about it almost every day. Let's talk about just the other things they showed. Um, Outer Worlds? Yeah. It's an Obsidian game. Yep, yeah, that seems pretty cool. It seems like a, the natural evolution of Fallout. Seems cool. I,
1: you, I'm into it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order it, seems eh, all right. I'll it, buy. It. it
2: looks it looks fine. Uh, it looks a lot like Witcher gameplay. Yeah. which If it's just that but faster, uh, I'm there. Wasteland. Well, I'm not there. It's probably gonna be sixty bucks. I'm there yeah, when it's yeah. twenty.
0: Wasteland Three comes out of the gate with this weird tonal shift. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's no longer this like dark gritty companion to Fallout. That's more self serious. It's now this like weird parody of like southern or like midwestern american culture it was uh, i was colorado yeah it's it's weird i don't know if i'm into it but whatever you know you do you guys i
2: don't think many people were into wasteland so wasteland
0: 2 was actually quite the critical success it
2: it was but it was also one of those uh kickstarter babies
0: that's true that's true um the new ori looks beautiful yeah it's it's ori of course it's gonna be beautiful but like this one looks like maybe the most visually interesting 2d platformer i've seen in a long time the way they used 3d And perspective and scale in that trailer was, I mean, you know, callback to Keanu Reeves, kind of breathtaking. Oh, my goodness. If you don't know, he oh, yelled out into the audience, you're breathtaking to someone. No, because somebody
1: they... yelled, you're breathtaking to him. He yeah. said, this game is breathtaking. Somebody in the audience said, you're breathtaking. Keanu Reeves yelled back, you're breathtaking. And
0: then CD Projekt Red gave that guy a free... And uh, then everyone at every submission. other conference
1: was loud and obnoxious because they thought it would get them
0: free shit. Oh my God. When By the time like the Square Enix conference rolled around, I just felt like everybody was yelling out something at every presenter. It was, it was actually pretty awful. It, like, you know what? I'm glad that guy got his copy of Cyberpunk, but um, please don't try and do that yeah, again. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm not, because that encouraged all those people to do that.
0: Yeah, and now his, I don't know if you guys have seen, but if you go on his Twitter, not to, I'm sure you're a great guy, dude. No, yeah, yeah, But yeah. If, you, if you go on this guy's Twitter, now his Twitter name is like first name in quotes breathtaking last name yeah, and yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in his twitter bio it's just like on 6919 keanu just called me breathtaking and all he tweets about now is keanu like mm. he's okay that's kind of funny he's like completely he's completely and utterly obsessed we'll with this give him his 15 his minutes of fame that's fine yeah but well, yeah. he's like a small time streamer with like 2k followers so i think he thinks this is like his gateway to internet fame. oh yeah who knows yeah. it might be but I just think he's but a funny. Speaking of 15 yeah. minutes, <laughs> yeah. we do have a couple things we gotta. We want to yes, touch on real yes, quick. Yes. Um, Andrea,
2: did you want to talk about the next thing that we wanted to highlight? Quickly, wanted to mention Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's Woo! back. Cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And it, it looks has pretty. like the entire Earth now. Hype for everyone's dad.
1: Cool. <laughs> 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 the Battletoads. We saw some gameplay of it. It uh, didn't look that great. It's, like, really, like, zany Saturday morning mm. cartoon now. I'm definitely, well, well, I mean, that's what it's always been. Sure. Yeah, but,
2: but you kind of have to evolve.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see more, Um, but I don't know. I think one of the bigger announcements was uh, Double Fine got bought out by uh, Microsoft. What yeah. a weird way to This was that. um This yeah. was teased.
0: I mean, people said before the show Microsoft had a big buyout. I didn't think it was Double Fine because I kind of forgot to be honest, that they weren't already owned by Microsoft. They've really? Because they, they made a bunch of Kinect games. And that they're in the 360, they oh make Kinect yeah, Playground. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot and, about uh, that. I mean, when's the last time they really had, I guess, Broken Age was yeah. the last like, big independent production from them that came out on PC. Well, they published
1: a lot of things. Like, uh, there's a game called Ublitz that's coming out, oh, which I'm yeah, very excited yeah, right, They right, right. just recently announced that they are self-publishing because they don't want to be constricted to uh, Microsoft.
0: But, like, not anymore, I guess. Well, no, that... they're self-publishing now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Psychonauts
1: 2 is actually, is what they announced. That yep. is coming out to PC and PlayStation 4. And I think that might be the last game that they're going to do on Multiplat. Yeah.
0: But that was cool. Okay, I, yeah. I have an idea. The I think the biggest thing, and I, I don't know about you guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the biggest thing from this conference is the news about the next Xbox. And, oh, uh, of course, obviously. So I'm I'm thinking maybe we just list whatever's left and then talk about that and then move on to the next conference. Mm. Sounds good to me. With that, okay. So there's 12 minutes. This cool like interactive thriller that I think looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Way to the Woods. I know I just said I wouldn't talk about the games I'm listing, God but that game it, looks Nolan. cute as hell. He plays these two little deer running around Tokyo mm-hmm. like in a in a post-apocalyptic setting. Apparently, he's beautiful. been working
1: on this game for like five years or something. Yeah. It's it's super. Cool. Uh, Gears, Gears five.
0: This, I've never wanted to talk about a game less. It, it's, it's, it's so I'm so <laughs> Dying bored of even too. thinking about it. Yeah, we'll get to that one when we talk about Square because I have thoughts yep. about that. Uh, Legos,
1: a Lego Star Wars complete collection. Wait, you skipped that? Are they making they're the making a Lego Forza thing. game? Oh, it's that's Lego right. Lego Forza. You have you can't. <laughs> they brought a car out on stage as they do every
2: year, but this time it was made of Lego. No, they brought a
0: car out and it was silhouetted and light. You couldn't yeah, tell, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. turned the light on, and it was all made of Lego. That I, was cool. seen, it was incredible. I.
2: Actually watched like a few weeks ago a video about just somebody making the car out of Legos, yeah. and I had no idea it would be a le- oh, shown. Really, oh, the deep lore. Yeah, uh, no, it's oh
0: god, it's impressive. Okay. The
2: whole car is Lego. All
0: right, the- <laughs> Fantasy Star Online too, a Japan only MMO that's been out for Ice like a long wild. time. I've, pl- I've played this game. Me like, too. Right yeah. when it
2: right when it released, I like downloaded the Japanese client, played on the Japanese servers had horrible lag. Everything was in Japanese. I couldn't understand anything, but it
0: seemed kind of neat. So I've, I've played on the English servers, but like the game doesn't have an English (laughs) patch. So the English servers are just all in Japanese, except for the chat boxes. But the game, like on the PC version, the game allows people to put images in chat and it just shows them. Like it's not a link. It shows the image. The English servers were a complete mess of people linking like H porn and memes and just like running around Spouting crap, and if this makes it to the Xbox, and I don't know, that's the, that's, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Then I'll Games be happy. a mess. Yeah, Borderlands Three. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, god of my life. Yeah, George R. Martin's making a game with FromSoft. Yeah, that I, seems interesting. I'm
2: I'm interested. All
0: we got was a render of the cover. That's all. Yeah. Who cares? Okay, so next Xbox. This is big. 2020, we're gonna have the the beginning of the next generation of consoles.
2: Yeah. Uh, what streaming. Hmm. This is an interesting development. I'm I'm going to say something which is not my original idea. Okay. Just full disclosure. Some people are seeing this as Microsoft taking on Google instead of PS4, oh. which is a very uh, strange move. That's a bold move. It's a very bold move and that makes me believe that th- if Microsoft is responding like this, then I think Stadia might actually have a, have a bigger chance of succeeding than I initially thought.
0: I think that you're right, but I also think that you should remember this what do they call it? A memorandum of understanding that Microsoft signed with Sony to work together. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly. so yeah. right. Yes, I think that, th- that I think you're on the money, like that they're competing with Google. I'm really uncomfortable with Google being the next big player in gaming. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't really have a way to back that up. I just, it it makes my throat feel bad. It, yeah, no, I don't it's like kind it.
2: of, uh, that's kind of how I feel. Like I used to feel that same thing with Apple. They tried yeah. many years back, like around PlayStation right. era. It just feels wrong, kind of.
0: Is that just us being, like, biased towards companies that we associate with games? Or for, for me, I think what it is is that I am very sad about the impending death of physical media. That's and I think what, that it's yeah. rapidly approaching. I don't want Microsoft stepping into that ring, too. And I know that it's probably better in a lot of ways to go digital. But I'm really attached to my the way games are, you know? The streaming thing is what concerns me because they don't even pretend like you own the games
1: that you play, No, right? and
0: and the other thing is that the streaming could potentially lead to the death or at least the stagnation of many genres that are reliant on speed and precision. I mean, you're going to see games like Imperator Rome and strategy games and maybe even, you know, shooters or whatever. They're putting Samurai
1: Showdown on this game. Like, people who play fighting games know that, like, you cannot have lag in a fighting well, game. Well, okay, to no. be
2: fair, yeah, no, eSports, I, I don't think that uh, streaming is an all-encompassing thing that is going to destroy, you know, the genres that would rely on it, I think those markets will just continue to exist, and that's something streaming is never going to get into. But
0: the, will the AAA market continue to focus on games that cannot be pushed on a streaming platform? Because Microsoft is not going to put all their eggs in a basket if they are moving into this world where the idea is you can play Xbox anywhere. I mean, hell, even Bethesda I came think, out and showed Doom running on a yeah, cell if, phone. If
2: anything is going to change, it's going to be the way AAA focuses on these kind of games. They will still exist in the indie format. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think and, the and indie form will exist fine. forever. Yeah, well, indie will exist always, and that's
0: already happened. I mean, like point-and-click adventure games went that way, grand strategy games went that way. I mean, it's it's this is nothing new, but I, I don't know. It's just weird, you know. It's just weird. Like this early in my life, I feel like we're seeing the beginning of a paradigm shift, and I was I was born on the cusp of one. I was born on the cusp of three D gaming, right? Yeah. And I didn't we all were. Yeah. Think that I didn't think that we would be seeing a shift so soon, and maybe we're overestimating the importance of of this move. But I I, I see it becoming a big deal
1: you want to mosey on to the next conference you want to s-
0: yeah okay let's mosey to final fantasy 7 with square you know, enix i'm not gonna lie i've actually just
2: incorporated let's mosey into my lexicon and i didn't realize that this was the next thing we were talking about oh no
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would like to incorporate every bad translation of ff7 to my lexicon like if i was the doctor are sick. no it's this this <laughs> guy are <laughs> sick oh this guy are this sick. guy are sick yes
2: final oh, fantasy 7 remake they've revealed tifa they did. they did. Okay, and they
1: reveal a lot of gameplay, and it looks really, really fun. Talk no, to one, me talk about, more about it, or me?
0: Sure, if you'd like. All right, sure. So, I was a big fan of Final Fantasy 15, despite hating it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so, a weird, but
2: not very uncommon. It's weird, but it's exactly opinion. what
0: I feel in the in my heart of hearts. So, this game is like a massive remake of Final Fantasy VII, and I mean so massive that in the original Final Fantasy VII. Maybe maybe 5 to 10% of the game relegated to Disc 1 was this prologue chapter in Midgar. That is now going to be its own standalone game that they have said is going to be larger than the grand majority of all mainline Final Fantasy games. Two Blu-ray
1: discs worth of content.
0: Two Blu-ray Jesus. discs for the prologue chapter of FF7. They're redoing... Okay, I was wondering whether they're going to redo the translation. According to our man Jason Schreier, who got to play the game, not only are they redoing the translation... They're accounting for that increase in size with completely new dialogue, completely brand new scenes. Even the iconic scenes of the game are being fleshed out with like double or triple the amount of dialogue and interactions that they had in the original. Wow. And it's all getting voice acting.
2: Given all this stuff, I understand why it's taken so long for us yeah. to get oh, yeah. any information. I, I on would the say thing. Uh, I'm sati- originally satiated. I was
0: thinking this was going to be a, a remake with FF15 slash Kingdom Hearts combat. Just pumped up to the you know eleventh notch of the dial, but this is like not even this is a new game. I think this is entirely. basically an entirely oh, yeah. new game.
2: It's hey, we wanted to take Final Fantasy VII's story, let's make it that, but new and
0: modern and good. And, and I, think I was oh sorry, go ahead. Oh,
1: I, I was just gonna say, I think what's really cool about Final Fantasy VII remake is how they've made it so you can play it multiple ways. You can play it like the Kingdom Hearts uh, Final Fantasy XV like quick time action, right? But there's also a sort of semi turn based kind of like the evolution of ATB in yes. this game. So
0: everything that isn't a basic slash can be paused and selected from a menu of skills and targeted like a regular... You
1: can also map it to just the face buttons, though. Right.
0: So you can choose Which to either awesome. play like that.
1: Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. choose how you want to play this game. and It's good for everyone.
0: Which is great because, like, I thought the Final Fantasy XV combat was really fun because it was flashy and it felt like you were playing a choreographed fight scene. It was just very well animated. But the biggest problem with it was that in order to achieve that level of flow they had to sacrifice such a massive amount of like player choice in combat and and like they didn't let you really play it your way because the only way to let you play it was the one that looked cool and now it's like the best of both worlds
2: Can't, i, I want to ask your guys' opinion on something because i think this is just a really fascinating way of handling like an old game in a franchise do you think that there's any other game that could use this kind of treatment like a game that the story, the universe is cool, but maybe the gameplay is a little bit outdated and could be like rebooted for a modern generation? Oh, absolutely. It,
1: well, in terms of the sheer popularity and success of Final Fantasy VII, I can't.
0: I, I think this is maybe one, the most iconic RPG of all time, so mm. I, I can't think of one like that. But I can think of games that I have been really interested in for narrative and experience reasons but have been put off by the gameplay the ones that stand out really to me are the like obsidian CRPGs like i really want to play mm-hmm. uh Baldur's Gate and like Planescape Torment Tied to Numeria, whatever but i don't i don't want to actually play them i just want yeah. to experience them so that comes to mind but those would net they, they those would never ever ever garner the monumental budget this game has been given. I mean, do you think they planned this to be multiple games, or did they just start going and go, oh, we got a lot I to do? I think they
2: said very early on that it was going to be episodic. They
1: did, but also never underestimate how Namura underestimates his projects.
0: Oh, and, yeah. And, and on that note, I want to say in this tide of positivity that there is a silver lining, and that is that they said that they are currently planning development on Game 2 for the post content, which means it's not even Nomura's in reproduction. Planning? And the fact that they are making this Midgar game and they haven't even been out of pre-production for part two tells me they might just never finish this. Who knows? If it doesn't doesn't sell well or do well, it might might become vaporware. That's the worst case scenario, though. I I have a little bit of faith in that for now. I'm pretty sure it's going to sell well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like... I, I didn't get through much of Final Fantasy VII, but I am 100% there for this game. This game is going to sell gangbusters, I'm sure of it. Yeah. All right. We should move on to yes. the rest
0: of the things in Square. Alex,
1: Let's talk talked ab- to me about... uh. So, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive a- Edition S. Oh, 11. Oh, I'm a, Can I'm you a... not read Roman numeral? The Dragon Quest game is coming out on Switch. Square seems to be pushing really, really hard for Dragon Quest to get success in the West, which is interesting, especially with this new Smash character. I don't I think it's going to work, but... Well, I think the new Smash character is going to change a lot, like... That ended up, people underestimate how big of an advertisement Smash yeah. is. You I mean, know? It is, but. Yeah. Um, Smash single handedly
0: made Fire Emblem successful. Over oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it also made it so that people, there's a renewed interest in Castlevania and Metal Gear, right? Metal like, Gear. Yeah. So I'm interested in it. Uh, I definitely want to play it as well. You're some that point. hero. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is interesting. I'm very excited about this. This is a cult classic GameCube game. Yeah. Where you had to, but it was a it was a multiplayer dungeon crawler in the Final Fantasy or one of the many Final Fantasy universes, I suppose. I think um, is this one
0: tied to? It's kind of just like game? a Final
2: Fantasy mythology that yeah, you just pull yeah. from. Yeah. There's no but clear universe. They this have game. this like
0: backburner like FF world that doesn't even need a name. They're just like it's got chocobos and wizards yeah, and fire yeah. spells. It's got the ooze. Yeah. It's got the crystals. The the, 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 mi-
1: the miasma I is that an thing? The ooze?
2: Yeah. The ooze. They, they, the slimes with really weird and ugly faces. Oh, God. I'm a fake uh, gamer. Okay.
1: But uh, but this game, if you wanted to play it on the, the GameCube, you needed four separate people with four separate Game Boy Advances to plug in and play the game, each with their own individual copies. It yeah, was not, not just, a game that not could,
0: just controllers. Yeah, game Boy
1: Advances. You could not play this game easily, but it was a very fun game. I'm super excited to hear that this is coming to uh, Switch, which seems perfect for it. They also yep. announced it's coming to mobile. So I'm really hoping that there's some sort of cross-play because that would be really, really cool if we could, you know, if your friend doesn't have a Switch, get it on their phone and they can play it.
0: Look, if if Orion works and Microsoft moves into this play anywhere mentality and people are porting their remasters to mobile, mobile's going to be in a second resurgence, I think, in five or six years.
3: Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. Okay, I'll talk about Final Fantasy XIV or 14, as it's known to scholars. Oh, thank you.
0: But thanks for translating it for Alex, though. Yeah, I, need it, I really needed that.
2: Uh, Shadow Bringers, it's the new expansion to, to the Final Fantasy MMO. That's all I have to say about it. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I don't think anyone else here is. Well, I, I like Nolan the part when... Second. Uh, yeah, no, I like that I do. <laughs> hey,
0: I, I only haven't played in like 27 days. Okay, if you don't know, by the way, this game, Andrea and I play it multiplayer. But you can see how long it's been since your friends have been on... And sometimes her and my friend Christian just assault me with how many days it's been <laughs> since I've played.
2: Because I want to play games with you, Nolan, but Stop you Stop trying
0: to be my friend. <laughs> this is a business relationship.
2: <laughs> Where's my paycheck?
0: Wait, you should mention that Yoshi P said that they don't consider this an expansion. They consider it a full breadth yeah. RPG experience akin to a mainline game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Th- that's actually a really huge yep. detail about it. Uh, they said that... Yoshi P., the games director, has basically said that they're not really treating this like a new expansion to the story. Instead, it's uh, going to be its own RPG where it's like a whole new story the size of a traditional Final Fantasy game, which is really exciting. And from all of the details in the trailer, it looks like that could very well be the case this story looks like it took a 180 and it's like completely yeah. different to what we've been doing in though the it previous, does
0: still so. have like yasholta and, and, and yeah, all the like, main characters from the other parts and so stuff.
2: like the, the basic story of yeah. it up to this point was like hey there's a big empire unite nations fight the empire this one's like yep. hey you're in a magical fairy world where you need to kill light itself yeah it's a completely different story it's super mythological it hasn't been nighttime in over a hundred years that sounds cool yeah. i'm there that's
1: awesome. Rad. Well, really quick I wanted no. to bring up Final Fantasy eight remaster. Oh yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's, that's, weird. that's happening. I yeah. saw
2: this was
1: leaked on Twitter by a prominent leaker and I thought that it was one of those like automatically generated like meme reveals because I follow a couple of those accounts that like make up <laughs> fake fake E yeah. three announcements. Yeah. And then I looked into it and I was like, Oh, this is real. So, you know, if all eight of you or probably less that play Final Fantasy or really I don't like think Final Fantasy Eight. Me- a lot you of you people like Final Fantasy VIII.
0: I Do they? Alex was the other day saying that nobody likes this game. I think you need to remember the absolute dredge of PS1 RPGs that exist. And realize that this is the least liked of the three Final Fantasy games. It is still a very well liked RPG. No, okay, so. yes,
1: I understand that. I was hyperbolizing. It's still
0: a Final Fantasy game. But
1: like they they cared about this game so little, they lost all of the the code of it, which is why it took them so long to remaster. Yeah, hey, that's it. Rockstar
0: with Red Dead, man. They, they don't even know where that stuff is. That's true. So, that's well, true. well, they know where it is. They just can't use it. But
1: Leah, let's talk about Avengers. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <laughs> why though? Well, I think it's, it's a big game. It's a big no. game,
1: and it's 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 interesting, and not in a good way. All
0: I gotta say is that Nolan North plays. Iron Man, and Troy Baker plays Bruce Banner, okay? if th- That, to me, is actually really exciting. Dude, I know that you guys don't care, barrel, but I, I really, it. really like those guys, and they're going mean, to be great, and I love them, and I support them.
1: Lucina plays uh, Black Widow, Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, no God, Laura, Bailey. Laura, Laura Bailey. Laura
0: Bailey, that's it. I don't know about you guys but I don't think we have anything to say about the game I don't except that I... it takes place 5 years after a big disaster and they're trying to recuperate its you know they're like it's yeah like they, the m- they talked Endgame about it being Thanos. a
1: games as a service which is weird and they're like rolling out additional yeah, heroes it, they didn't really talk about what it is though I
0: think it sounds like it's going to be like a sort of a co- Games equivalent to a comic book, where like they release chunks of the story periodically that you, but it's free. They said it's gonna be free updates, right? Right. Paying for them,
1: which is cool and all, but like I was thinking, this was gonna be more of a like what Crystal Dynamics is really good at, which is these cinematic like single player experiences like Tomb Raider. Sure. But this makes it sound like it's almost like a Destiny-esque like well, games as a I service. I mean, with it
0: being four-player co-op, like you're going to be popping in every once in a while to do some Avengers stuff with your with your friends some like some like Hood Rat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Let, let's move past this. Who cares it's, about yeah. It's
0: weird. It's a strange... I'm, I'm not sure. I, if I'd say, say who
2: it. cares about Avengers? Most of the world. All
0: you right. Yeah. Uh, next thing on the list is PC Gaming Show. There's not much I care about in here, but you guys have some stuff highlighted. Oh, there's so a couple things we wanted to talk about.
2: I'm really excited that Vampire the Masquerade bloodlines is getting a sequel vampire the masquerade one of the first games to be released on the source engine the same day as half-life 2 pretty fascinating uh weird thing they almost beat out valve but uh it's this weird like cult classic rpg about playing as a vampire in like this grungy uh like 90s town like underbelly world full of different vampire clans yeah i mean i'm a huge sucker for like the like the the genre of like underworld uh gang violence in a mythological like modern setting which is apparently a whole genre uh. and Vampire the Masquerade does it great Uh, it's incredibly weird and it's incredibly janky and it looks like Bloodlines 2 is keeping a lot of that jank because the, the most fist game pl- the fist combat looks awful
0: <laughs> I think the most notable thing here is just the idea of a uh, like a middle budget sequel to a cult classic this seems yeah. like a rel- this seems like a theme these days like people digging up these cult classics that were never successful enough to get sequels and just going for fan pleasing i, mm-hmm. I i'm not trying to sound cynical about it but i, oh, I this is this totally is de- definitely a trend you know mm-hmm. um, they mm-hmm. i think people i think what we're seeing now is the residual effect of the kickstarter success years people are now understanding the demand yeah, that's out yeah. there for reviving classics i mean and some people are really getting it wrong like uh like commander keen Oh, we will talk we'll about that later. Keen. I don't we, know if we'll we, have we, a lot of time to talk about it, but
2: it's, it exists. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the Ubisoft conference, and there's nothing in there we want to talk about so we can skip the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to
0: talk about Watch Dogs. Well, I,
2: there are a couple things in the PC gaming show so, yeah. that I
1: want to I touch on really, really quick. Make um, it fast. I will. Uh, so Conan Chop Chop is mm. a, uh, I guess was an April Fool's joke, and huh. then they decided to make it its own game. It's like a little, like, cutesy dungeon crawler in the Conan the Barbarian universe. Seems kind of cute. If it's cheap, maybe I'll get it for some friends. Who knows? Midnight Ghost Hunt seems interesting because it's prop hunt, um, but the props can like attack the players, oh, and there's like, weird, uh, yeah, there's like a weird, yeah, it's like a weird asymmetrical gameplay element where the if you have to you have to do it before midnight. After midnight the ghosts get more powerful and then the ghost hunters are the ones who are in trouble. It seems like it could be a really neat fun game and it looks really funny and amusing. Yeah. Man- yeah, those kind
2: of games that just act as a theater where you can have fun with your friends absolutely, are, absolutely. Yeah, are really good. Maneater
1: seems like a lot of fun. Um it is they described it as GTA but you're a shark. Um there's this cool little little arc where you're like like a tinder fish dude from the south like catches you as a baby pup and like mutilates you somehow and throws you back into the ocean. And then you like mutate to take revenge on him, but it seems like a really just a fun time. You ever get so mad you shark. just mutate? Oh yeah, yeah, happens all the time. Uh, Genesis Noir. They said it's a game that takes place before, during, and <laughs> they after. That's a game. <laughs> they said it's a game. They sure did. But Genesis Noir takes place before, during, and after the Big Bang. It's a uh, detective game. It seems really interesting and artsy well, that's a and pitch cool. Right there. Forgive yeah. my whiteness. El hijo, el hijo, hijo, el hijo, H I J O, hijo El Ijo. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You play as a little boy whose mother mysteriously dropped them off at a monastery, and you don't know why. And you're like, what the fuck? Where's my mom? So you are playing. It's a stealth game where you have to try to break out of the monastery and find out why your mom dropped you off there and rode off on her horse. It's like a spaghetti western. It seems really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The one that I want to dedicate at least just a little bit of time on is Planet Zoo. I'm very excited for this game. I... You know, for all of the, the issues that Frontier has with their, like, management systems and their focus on making things pretty rather than making them, like, deep, I'm still interested in Planet Zoo. I do feel like they listen to their community, so I think that they might have taken this to heart and decided, okay, let's let's enhance our management aspect. Because some of the things they're talking about seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, their focus on animal genetics and uh, conservation is cool. I could see that being, like, a cool way to... to Basically, build your own zoo, which which is your own animals. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Play God and build your own animals. But yeah, it looks gorgeous, and that's to be expected of a frontier game. They tend to be really, really good at making things look and animate really pretty. But I'm definitely interested
2: in it. I pre-ordered it so I could get a pygmy hippopotamus. All right. I just want a quick mention on Auto Chess. Really, really weird story. Uh, It started out as a Dota two mod, which uh, Dota two had. A great modding community, but awful modding support from Valve. So it's a very uh, cool thing that they managed to like break away yeah. and make their own game, and which is real. also funny because Dota started out as a mod for <laughs> Warcraft Three. But yeah, uh, the idea of mods turning into their own games—awesome! they yeah, that's just a cool thing to see. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. I guess we should hold on. We should what?
1: really quickly at least mention Shenmue Three exists.
2: Oh, oh yeah, Shenmue exist. Three exists. It's anyway, delayed. let's go on to yeah. Ubisoft. 3's hey, real. I let's like Shenmue. On. Okay.
0: <laughs> Do you know any sailors?
1: <laughs> okay. I know uh, well, you can find probably a lot of sailors in Watch Dogs Legion.
0: Well, that's right, because it's set in London, and uh, this God is the save only the sailors. Thing worth talking about at the Ubisoft conference. Pretty much. Wait, Just opinion.
2: Dance 2020 is coming out on the Wii. They're making another <laughs> one
0: of those? Wait, on the Wii are you it's, Yeah, it's coming out on the literal Wii. You're, wait, are you joking?
2: Yeah, they're releasing Just Dance 2020 on the literal Wii Not console. the Wii U, That's The Wii.
0: That's, a, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm yeah. in love. Okay, but Watchdogs Legion, you're, you can play as, like, every NPC now, I guess, is the idea. Except I guess they're not NPCs anymore. They're just C's. C- I'm, I'm
2: pretty <laughs> sure that this gimmick was already done uh, by that one game.
0: That, this gimmick was done in, like, Battlefield 2.
2: Yeah. This gimmick was done by that one game that uh, Infamous ripped off. You know, the uh, one where you're, no. you fly around on your blood. What?
0: Really weird. Oh, prototype? Prototype. That's yeah. it. Uh, it was done prototype. But oh. that, that that was that wasn't that wasn't the same. That was you were disguising yourself a la Terminator three. Like you're taking on the the skin of an ass. Yeah. Okay, this yeah. this, this game is like they is, all have their own voices. You and have stories to like recruit
1: stuff. people to yeah. join this. By the way, uh they led this saying that this is like a post Brexit game and are still trying to tell us that
0: it's not political.
1: Because they really No, no, want... I don't think they ever
0: said not political. They, they, they said no, this, they mentioned This game is steeped in, in modern politics. They did
1: this time, but earlier there have been press conferences where Ubisoft was like, yeah, we don't want to make any of our games political. Gotcha. Because stupid nerds are going to hear that and be like, oh, that's not political. The moment you say, like, you know, trans rights or something, people lose their shit. But you can talk about Brexit as long as you say it's not political. Nobody's going to look Watch Dogs
0: 3, trans rights. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I'm but there. I... Watch Dogs Legion is interesting because I really don't believe it's going to fulfill on any of its promises. But I'll...
0: I'll give it a look. I mean, I I, I liked Watch Dogs too. I think more than, more than most. I I only liked it enough to play it for like five hours though. So Ubisoft Shh. usually like gives these big interesting pitches that I'm there for, and then the games are just boring as hell to play. Yeah, it's just the so way that they open pitched.
2: worlds with like tons of check boxes to fill. Uh-huh. This does look
0: quite lovingly made though. I've I've seen some tweets of people saying that when they watched the trailer, they were like, "Oh my gosh, that's 14th in Maine." Like I've, i and it's very accurate to scale London. Well, that's um, that's cool, but so many yeah. games do that nowadays. Yeah, you know? and they've been doing this since, since like Assassin's Creed. But like not, so.
1: the the way that they advertised it, it made it sound like oh each individual character is gonna have its own voice acting, its own, their own storyline, yeah. their own personality. They can't do that with like a billion characters. Yep. Like you're gonna get a lot of repeats, and it's not gonna be nearly as in depth as it's they. It's gonna seem have to be oblivion syndrome. Exactly,
2: yeah. exactly.
0: Okay, so personally, I feel we should just skip to Bethesda. No, there's one really big thing here that I need to mention. Okay.
2: So Valve is releasing a sort of experimental, very small. game game called valve boneworks okay it's just incredible to see anything new from valve to be honest but uh their their whole shtick is that it it really seems like they're trying to nail out how to really experiment with it and how to make it feel right uh it feels like they're trying to do a lot of their experimentation quick because they seem to want to move on and make a game that feels good in vr this is just their experiment i've said the word experiment quite a lot basically from what they've shown, uh, they are not shying away from the fact that people really want Half-Life. You start out with a crowbar. That's mm-hmm. what the uh, mm-hmm. that's what the whole thing like starts out as. You're inside of Black Mesa at one point. Uh, there are little robots that are basically head crabs. the The combat feels meaty. Uh, there's a lot of physics involved. It's just a lot of shots of what looks like a uh, a test level. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If it's like twenty bucks. I think that I think it's just a game that a lot of people will learn from. Yeah, Gabe's summer project. Yeah, he's yeah. Been... I it's did, a very true. small team. Yeah.
1: I did really quickly want to touch on some of the other things. One
2: other thing in the VR showcase
1: that stood out to me was a game called Acron, Attack of the Squirrels. Um, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game where one person is a tree and they have the VR headset, and everyone else is a squirrel and they have to play on their phones to like try to like navigate around and like steal acorns. It seemed like a fun idea, That's and cute. I think that games that utilize phones like that need to be more prominent because it's expensive it's a big to have tool. it is and yeah. it's expensive to go buy controllers everyone has their own phone um so i'm definitely curious about shout it shout out to jackbox well, yeah sh- yeah that.
2: absolutely most gamers have their own phone I, yeah. yeah
1: yeah don't um, you guys
0: have phones <laughs>
2: oh god yeah don't you guys have phones?
1: uh devolver digital was an insane conference they had a couple short things i want fall guys seemed like a lot of fun it is a uh battle royale uh what would you call that
0: it's not really about a reality. It's like it's an op- it's a it's an but, yeah. elimination obstacle course. Yeah, it yeah. seemed
1: really fun and cute. I'm interested yeah. in it. Enter the Gungeon, House of the Gun Dead. It's enter, the enter the gun- Gungeon, but like an arcade shooter it's now. Yeah. Like a yeah. physical arcade machine. It's a light gun, which seemed really yeah. cool. Um, Carrion is a game that was announced a while ago. That looks really neat. It is a game. it is a they call it a reverse horror game. You play as an amorphous, like blood monster and have to like kill all the human beings that trapped you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're really short on time, Bethesda. so we'll just talk about Bethesda real quick. Todd, and, sorry. Uh, Todd is very Todd sorry. was so sorry. Yeah, we got to mention how Todd Howard came out on stage. And I think that, I don't know about you guys, but all I was thinking before, before Bethesda started was two things. Was one, will they mention Fallout 76? Two, where's Todd? And two, yeah. well, two, where's Todd? So let me say three things. <laughs> when they mention Fallout 76, will he make some coy joke about it? Or will he apologize? And he just kind of did both and then did it again, and it was kind of sad. He basically came out and made a joke about Fallout 76 being bad, and then came out again and just thanked everyone for sticking we with them. We love the community. Yeah. Okay, so, but they're adding things to Fallout 76 in uh interesting move. They're putting NPCs in, finally. That was kind of the big the big missing chunk originally. In a much less interesting move. They're adding a Battle Royale mode. Hey, you know what? I mean, that Fallout 76 could facilitate that. It might it could be good. It's, it's kind of hard to know, but I don't think it will be, but like it, that's a better to me, that's a more interesting are, pitch than Fallout 76. There are Battle
2: Royale games that have good gunplay. Fallout has never had good yeah, gunplay. That, yeah. That's yeah. true,
0: but it has a it has one of the most unique Battle Royale settings. It really though. just seemed like a last sure, ditch ever yeah.
1: to be like we need to salvage this game somehow. What can we do? Yeah.
0: I want to talk about Deathloop. I love Arcane Studios, the guys that made Dishonored and Prey. Um two of my favorite I can't say games, so there's three of those. But I, I thought Prey was one of the best games of its year, and now they're making this. I want to say like, kind of like 1960s rock and roll game about these two rival it's like assassins. A sev- it's like it's like
1: Shaft. It's like got like a 70s. Yeah,
0: kind of like a like 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 a, like a pulp uh, like a gore fest yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. Oh, Splatterhouse this one. movie. I don't remember. Oh, it um, looks really cool. Yeah, we okay. don't know a lot about it, but like, Arcane is just one of those studios that makes such convincing game worlds and experiences that I. I'm sold on all of their... They've never burned me. Every one of their games has been, a, has been like close to my heart. So I'm mm. really excited to see gameplay of this. Yeah. Hey,
2: by the way, Elder Scrolls Blades exist. That's it all we sure need to does. say about yeah. it.
0: It's coming to Switch. You know what else exists
1: hey, and you you is said, on phones? You've already
2: said way too many words about it. Stop. Okay, so okay you know all right, I'm done. exists <laughs>
1: and is coming to our phones? <gasps> I'm keen to hear. Do you remember Commander Keen?
2: I remember Commander Keen it's a real
1: game it's uh, Commander Keen was a video game
2: it, com- is it is it how much money does it cost none it's a mobile game oh don't
1: it's you it's control? really sad because like I, I don't know I'm sh- I was not a huge fan of Commander Keen I don't think anybody really is to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, it just but, exists.
1: You know, it's an IP that you could do a whole lot with. It's a very fun, you know, it's it's a kid who's like imagining he's going to space and fighting monsters. That sounds like a blast. I would love to play like yeah. a, a Calvin and Hobbes style like you're in a box and you go on adventures in space. Yeah, like Pajama Sam gun yes, edition. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh with a ray gun. But this is like a weird mobile strategy game. It looks really it really looks bad. It looks like uh, Commander yeah, Keen, Keen is actually a it. commander now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's rough. And if you're a Commander Keen fan, I'm sorry. I feel your pain. The
0: Commander Keen, like, reveal was a good indication of what Bethesda was bringing to the table this year because they gave it, like, seven minutes. And it's it, it just, you, you know when they do that, that they're not confident in their lineup. Yep. Yeah, yep. remember when and they talked, ta- went on about Fallout Shelter? They really made me realize why Sony stepped out, and now I'm glad Sony did, because if you don't have any games to show... Just don't. Why do you have to come? Yeah, you know? Exactly. But then they did show, um... They showed games on their own. They showed Wolfenstein Youngblood. That was cool. Yeah. Uh <laughs> what's that mean?
2: <laughs> you know how much I want to talk about Doom
0: In you know, the First Age. You know how long I can talk about Doom battle. not very because we're short on time.
2: I could do it eternally. I'm gonna keep talking unless <laughs> the mic goes okay. out. That was a joke about the name. It's Doom Eternal. There's so much blood. Help me kill zombies and demons. It
0: looks, great. It looks so much fun. They
2: it's added a grappling hook to the double barrel shotgun. Yeah, I'm already bankrupt from how many times <laughs> I've bought this game. It,
0: honestly, it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And it runs it on the looks phone. So good. Yeah, <laughs> With yeah what well through their (laughs) special streaming service oh
1: right right right. we'll talk about that
2: in a sec i feel like we can dedicate some time to doom eternal yeah yeah yeah. we got it we got it we got it the new ui looks spectacular Uh the gunplay great as always the death animations cathartic crazy as always you go to heaven you go, go to, to heaven.
0: heaven, yeah, for the first time ever, right?
2: Yeah, Doomguy is not going to heaven. <laughs> oh no, he's going to
1: heaven to fuck up some angels, probably. Oh yeah,
0: I'm excited. It's it's not even about keeping demons out. It's just you know I hate just, just, hates just hates he- spirituality now. I love <laughs>
2: it. I w- can't wait for the game where he kills Buddha. <laughs> this game's
0: like this game's only, like the front page of R slash atheism. Everyone's so excited. I, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. all they're all over there getting hype. But uh, it,
1: it looks insanely fun. You have this, I, I think the heaven thing is cool too, because you have like a different art style. And oh, a different yeah. Like thing yeah, to yeah, it. So this game weird. really
0: makes you feel like Spider Man. It makes you feel <laughs> like You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: there's one thing on here that I completely forgot to mention, and that's uh, Tokyo Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo? Oh,
0: yeah. We can't not talk about Ukumi Nakamura. Yes, yes. Oh. She, was, she was the best part of the conference. Yeah. She was Shinji great. Mikami, the guy from Resident Evil 4, uh, horror, survival horror director who also made the Evil Within, uh, at least the first one, he directed it is uh, headlining this new game called... What is it again? Ghostline Tokyo? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Yeah, or something like that. And it's like a uh, survival horror kind of action game set in Tokyo. Maybe some of the most beautiful Mm pure graphics Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. It looked downright photorealistic. Yeah. And um, the designer... Uh, an artist from uh, Okami and Bayonetta, this woman Ikumi Nakamura, the cutest mm-hmm. uh, designer on the on the whole planet. <laughs> She's incredible. Came yeah. out and, and and made this game that looked okay, look better because she was just so charming when she she was so happy to present it. Yeah, yeah, it was so and, and genuinely love, wholesome. There was
1: mm-hmm. a gif of her on Twitter doing trying. There was like a. Uh, Epic Games had a booth, and there was like a thing where you could do Fortnite dances. Oh, did she, she was, do the, the She pose? was no,
0: she was flossing. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she, she she posted on Twitter like a, a an album of of uh, fan art on her phone that she'd saved of herself that people drew of her doing the like pose during the presentation, and she said, "This is my treasure." though, It was so good. It was it was really great. Yeah. But um, no, but aside from her, the game looks cool. The game too, looks though. interesting, yeah. Yes.
2: I, I definitely want to know more about I, I it. I, I want, want to see more personalities lot. like that at E3. Uh, yes. And yes he, you know yes. what yes. genuinely excited You know what she reminds
0: me of? The few there's few times I can think of that compare, and um one is the when the guy revealed Unravel at the Xbox conference Yes. yes. and almost cried, and then the He'd other one made his own physical Yarni model. Yep. And the, and then the other one is the the guy from a way yeah. out. Oh I was <laughs> oh yeah. I was thinking about Rabbids. What about Peggle 2! Peggle Peggle 2! Okay, all right. The only other thing we ought to talk about before we wrap up is Orion, and that can be a really quick thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's more Andy's
2: wheelhouse. Is is it? Have have you guys heard of streaming?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but but it's like there's, there's tech to it. There's like numbers and things. I don't understand. I don't like it. It scares B- me. Okay, the, the short I'll summation I is hold that me and make it all better
0: special tech numbers that make this streaming really efficient so you can play Twitch-based kind of quick reaction games on on mobile streaming without without hitches. That's that, that's right. the idea. Who knows um, if it actually works?
2: I, I don't I, – I'm not going to lie. I didn't actually see the Orion trailer, but one question. Was it presented by Todd? No, no, no. no, no. no it
0: was presented by – so the, 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 the headliners of this are the um, programmers from idTech. So there's some, there's, some, there's some of the old Doom oh. guys, and they're putting their coding oh. prowess into the Oh and every time this is those why Doom guys, playable on a phone. Every time those guys work on something tech related, it gets a huge boost because they're some of the most talented in the whole industry.
2: Okay, so I, I'm I was originally very skeptical, but the programmers at id are kind of wizards. They like Oh my god, in, yes. in our tech classes, we have actually uh like reviewed some code from uh God director of uh Doom. Oh god, what's his name? Ma- I, main I programmer. Don't I don't know. Oh god, is it uh is it the guy with Romero? The Carmack. Carmack. It was Carmack. 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 Yeah. He made this whole algorithm. That it's been attributed to him. It could have been done by somebody else, but Carmack's code is where we know yeah. where it came from. And the guy's a wizard. Yep. The guy's incredible. Yeah, people who
1: like don't play games He in invented the
0: tech VR, basically, too. I mean, yeah. he yeah, created yeah. the Oculus.
1: Yeah, people who so, don't play games in the tech community are like, yeah, this guy's super important. It
2: has yeah. some seriously good programmers. Yeah,
0: and these guys look so programmer, too. He came out with this like wizard beard and a cane and just like, <laughs> he's, like, shuffled on stage. And it was like, I, ma- I made a streaming device. I, I,
2: I gotta also point out, since I was on the on the subject of the Romero code, yeah. there is... One, Carmack
0: code. The Carmack code. Don't the Carmack confuse code. the zombie man with the...
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> the, okay. No, Romero's the... Uh, Daikatana.
0: Oh, you're and, right. And and He's Katana. gonna make you his bitch. He's gonna make you his bitch. Uh-huh.
2: But yeah, uh, the Carmack like... I forget what the algorithm is for. I'll I'm gonna hurt myself for this later. Believe me. But like in his comments, he he just wrote, "What the fuck is this shit?" At his own code. <laughs> what a what a man. What a love man. <laughs> I love that. So we should probably wrap yes. it up. I, I I'm gonna check out Orion Moore
1: later. Real but, quick, uh, just like super fast. What are if you had to pick one thing you're most excited about from the conference, what would it be?
0: Um. The first thing that comes to mind is Banjo and Smash, but on a personal level, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and Deathloop.
1: I think those first two are mine too. Uh, Banjo and Cyberpunk 2077 are mm-hmm. up there for me. Oh,
2: Planet Zoo also as well. Is uh, one I'm oh, Final for.
0: Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy yes, VII. Okay, that, that's my like that's my three or four right. whatever that was. Uh,
2: Shadowbringers, uh, Final cool. Fantasy 14, Shadowbringers, mostly just because uh, it's I've been playing 14 for a long time. I'm ready for a new expansion. Uh-huh. Doom Eternal. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, I, I that love good. Doom so yes. much. I'm the kind of person who will replay it on the hardest modes, and I love it. And other than that, Animal Crossing. Of oh, yes, oh, yes I yeah, Animal, about animal Crossing.
1: Crossing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, what about you, Alex?
1: Uh,
2: mine was uh,
1: probably Banjo Kazooie, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk 2077. Again, like I, I, I said my piece of Cyberpunk 2077. I'm interested despite my issues with it. Final Fantasy VII, um, Planet Zoo. That was like
0: seven things. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. I A lot of things. God, I cannot wait for Cyberpunk 2077. That's oof, man. Okay, we'll talk about it later because we got to we wrap will. up. All right, that has been the Emerald Games Cast E3 spectacular. Did you to like our... the Halloween theme that we made it really scary yeah, yeah. for you? Ooh. Ooh. Ghoul, the Emerald Ghouls it's cast. so spooky <laughs> I can
2: clip the microphone.
0: <laughs> I've been Gooie and <laughs> No, I've been Nolan. I can't lie to you my loyal listeners with me has been guiji is my father